0: The Offside Rule Euro Show with Kate Borsay, Lindsay Hooper and Hayley McQueen. Brought to you by HTC. Official smartphone of the UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League.
1: Hello there, this is the Offside Rule Euro Show brought to you by HTC, the official smartphone of the UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League. Another match week has been and gone. We've clocked up now to match week two and I'm joined by Hayley McQueen. Hi there, thanks for listening everyone. And Kate Borsay. Enchanté. Oh, I also introduced myself as well. I'm Lindsay Hooper. <laughs> Hello there. Uh, we are going to talk a few things to do with the Champions League and Europa League. Coming up, we're going to actually talk about the lengths that fans will go to. Uh, there has been a great example in this match week. Uh, we'll touch on that. Also, Kate Partridge, our chief European correspondent. Well, she's got her Eurobite section. She's also writing something for the blog, probably as we speak. Um, let's round up, first of all, what happened um, this match week, starting with the Champions League. So it was a draw between Manchester City and Roma. You may recall, Hayley, that was our competition last time out. And great that the lovely
3: young lady who won the competition even tweeted a picture, Emma, Mm. of her at the match that she won the tickets for. So thanks for that.
1: I think she's a bit gutted that Roma got that equaliser, but it must have been a brilliant day out for her. So we hope she enjoyed that. Uh, Sporting Lisbon, they lost 1-0 to Chelsea. Um, FC Basel beat Liverpool 1-0. And it was a resounding win for Arsenal against Galatasaray 4-1 and Danny Welbeck with his first hat-trick happens to come in the UEFA Champions League what a story that was uh, into the Europa League uh, Tottenham Hotspur won Besiktas won that was a draw uh, Krasnodar and Everton also drew one apiece and Celtic beat Dynamo Zagreb by one goal to nil
0: Get the latest UEFA lineups, stats and news on the HTC Football Feed app. Available for free on Google Play.
1: Let's then go into a bit of a review of this match week because topic one, we're going to discuss uh, the match week magic. I want you to pick out a few things that happened, moments that stood out and things that you will remember, hopefully involving UK opposition. We'll start with Hayley. Well, what about all the records that have been broken in the Champions League? My goodness, Totti, that's
3: right, became the oldest player to score in the Champions League, overtaking Ryan Giggs. Xavi with the most appearances in the Champions League as well. The Barcelona player, they're beating a Real Madrid player. And speaking of which, uh, Messi... On Tuesday night, scored more goals than Cristiano Ronaldo, closing in on Raul's records. And then Cristiano Ronaldo went and equalled it, 68 goals in the Champions mm. League, just a couple away from stat 71 that Raul has scored. So I'm pretty sure one of those two is going to do it and break the all-time scoring record in the Champions League in this season. Now, what about foreigners scoring against English teams? Well, that has been a topic. I want to bring up a couple of players who will be actually very pleased that they didn't face English opposition in the group stages. You'd think Zlatan Ibrahimović, who broke records himself this season, would want to score and be playing against English teams coming over here in the best stadiums and Messi as well. Well, guess what? They both do terribly against English sides. Believe it or not, for all his goals in the domestic leagues and the Champions League, Zlatan Ibrahimović has played Arsenal seven times, Liverpool four times, Man United twice and twice against Tottenham as well. He's played 15 games, has only managed to score against Arsenal. Yes, OK, he scored three goals, but my goodness, against English opposition, he doesn't do well. well he, of course, plays for Paris Saint-Germain at the moment, wasn't involved in the midweek match against Barcelona. Uh, what a brilliant match that was as well. Some great goals, surprising result. And Messi, yes, he may have closed in on that record going towards Raul and the all-time scoring record. And he may have just beaten Cristiano Ronaldo for one night and one night only. But he'll have been pleased that he was actually playing against Paris Saint-Germain and the other teams in their group. Upwell Nicosia and Ajax as well, because up until 2013, last season, he'd never scored in a Premier League stadium.
1: I'm going to have to interject there as well because it links so nicely into one I was going to mention. So Kate will say I had every intention of coming to you next, <laughs> just so you know. But you'll you'll understand why it makes sense because you talk about scoring against English opposition. I thought this was one of the great stories from this week. Uh, Roma captain, you touched on it already, Haley. Francesco Totti. He took inspiration from a Manchester City tweet in order to score. And he's admitted this openly. He said that the Manchester City Twitter account had tweeted that he'd never scored against Mm. English opposition. And he said it really got him fired up. That was it. He wanted to go out and he wanted to score. He did and he got that equaliser. Uh, nice little story to come full circle. I'll come back with one more because we will talk a bit more about Danny Welbeck because what a week it was for him. Um, but first, Kate say, what have you got? Well, I'm going to
2: dive into a bit of Europa League action. Harry Kane, he's Tottenham's Europa League numero uno. He loves scoring in Europe. He scored a great goal this week just before the half an hour mark. Such a shame really that Tottenham had to concede in the way that they did. Denver Bar coming back to haunt them some would say that Denver Bar would have been a great signing for Tottenham but he did this cute little penalty and I have to say it sort of almost felt like he was falling on the ball first in a kind of a feint in front of Lloris and then of course he very coolly hit it into the back of the net so Tottenham uh, won all against Besiktas but Harry Kane loves scoring in Europe three so far for him called up into the England under-21 squad today for that game against Croatia so maybe he's been boosted by that quick mention for the goalkeepers, they tickled me over this match week. Several good performances, Hugo Lloris actually being one of them. And uh, Besiktas really came on strong in the second half against Tottenham and he saved them really right the way up until that penalty and he couldn't do anything about that. In the Celtic game, now I said la- last match week that Celtic surprised me how much they put into their game, particularly as they sort of got into the Europa League by default. Craig Gordon, their goalkeeper, really, really kept the minutes after Chris Commons scored on six minutes. They really hung on strong, despite, again, the opposition coming back very, very feistily in the second
1: half. But yeah, well done to Celtic. Great result for them. One of the things I want to mention in terms of things that you'll remember for this match week um, is the way that we watch football now, because it's not just an experience whereby you're either at the game or you're watching on television. I know for Hayley McQueen, you're often um, holed up in a studio because that's your job,
3: isn't it? sitting there watching it on about five different screens, one of them with a delay. Sometimes the gallery will be ahead of you as well <laughs> oh, and you no. can hear that something's happened before you see yeah. that it's happened. You sat next to Guys Comendietta, who's got the Spanish commentary. Then you have the <laughs> dulcet tones of someone like Martin Tyler and then you have the cameramen with their own commentary. So it can be quite comical at times. And, of course, you're following Twitter, you're on your Blink feed, you're there just going through it all and you just have... 20 million devices in front of you so I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I've not got square eyes to be
1: honest <laughs> I'm glad that you mentioned that whole experience because I Apart from all the Martin Tyler and lots of commentators and different um, contributors there, I I had the HTC football feed on, and when you're when you're following things like Twitter or you've got football information coming through, because the the HTC football feed it actually gives you play by play updates, and it means that you get stats quicker. So when I was watching and saw Danny Welbeck score his, his hat trick, I thought that's his first hat trick. That was one of the things that immediately sprung to mind. Um, but then immediately it flashes up that you know he's only the sixth Englishman to get a champions league hat trick in the history of the competition Uh, and immediately you start thinking don't you who else who else are the other ones i know that you'll have seen it and you'll have read since but throwing a few names at me michael owen wayne rooney yeah Andy Cole, we can throw in there as well. We can also throw in Alan Shearer and Mike Newell, who's the one that lots of people forget, but he still has the fastest ever recorded Champions League hat-trick. So that record is still his, Similarly, we were talking about records earlier. So something that I'll remember is seeing that stat about Danny Welbeck um, and hoping that leads him on to some good action in the domestic league, as well in the Premier League. We're going to move on in just a minute and hear from KP with her Euro bites. It's all European football, extra nuggets that we may not have told you already. First of all, I'm going to mention uh, the competition that we've got for this week. We have another one, ladies. Uh, More tickets to give away. Um, One worth mentioning and noting in the diary, the closing date for this, it is midnight on Wednesday the 15th of October. If you are a Chelsea fan, you'll want to enter this competition for sure. You can win a pair of tickets to see them play Maribor at Stamford Bridge on Tuesday the 21st of October. It's in match week three and the result for this one, it's all hotting up. It could be a key result, couldn't it? So what we want you to do, if you'd like that pair of tickets to go along, and that's courtesy of HTC and UEFA, just name Maribor's ground in Slovenia. Uh, The winner will be chosen at random and you can get a full list of the terms and conditions on our website, offsiderulepodcast.com or offsiderule-europeanfootball.com. And you need to spell the stadium name as well, please. Oh, Girls and boys. No, harsh. It's harsh. You have to add that in. Uh, use the Twitter hashtag #HTCOffside and we'll find you on there if you want to enter that way as well as the website. So a reminder that the closing date for that is midnight on Wednesday the 15th of October. I'll flag it up once more before we leave you on this review. Uh, next up, though, it is KP with her Eurobites and she's going to explain how the Swedish minnows had a herring, yes, a herring, uh, to thank for their win
0: over the Greek champions. Eurobites with Kate Partridge. The romantics among us all love eludigorets, the plucky underdogs. The Bulgarian champions are actually the Eagles, and they preyed on the current champions. Marcelinho's header and a save Cristiano Ronaldo penalty suggested an upset, but Real Madrid joined the hunt. A converted second Ronaldo spot kick and sub Karim Benzema's 2-1 winner sent the Galacticos top of Group B after perpetual party poopers Basel downed Liverpool. Basel play at St Jacob Park, the saint who said he'd found Noah's Ark. If victory is there, like the animals come in twos, the next opponent's Ludogorets beware. Group A's Swedish minnows had a native fish to thank for their debut home win over Olympiakos. Marcus Rosenberg was goalless in 33 West Brom appearances before going home to Malmö. At 145th, the lowest-ranked team left in the competition. But the forward, whose nickname Silen means the herring, scored a brace for an historic 2-0 victory that was far from fishy. He'll only get better. While in Madrid, Atletico bettered, not battered Juventus 1-0 to leave the group's grandees and parvenus all on three points. In Group H, the stars of Belarus beat Athletic Bilbao 2-1. Barte Barisov. Their first name is an English acronym for the Barisov Works of Automobile and Tractor Electric Equipment, thankfully shortened for fans, commentators and scarf sellers. Barisov is the Russian pronunciation of their hometown, but there's no identity crisis at their new stadium. They're now unbeaten in 14. In contrast, Shakhtar were two minutes from victory over Porto at a home venue 600 miles east of conflict-hit Donetsk. Playing in Lviv, Ukraine's Little Paris, the hosts were two up before a late penalty and stoppage time strike by Jackson Martinez, displaying his famed cha-cha-cha, where there's usually a bit of polka. In Group F, leaders PSG didn't need the injured Zlatan Ibrahimović to stun previously unbreached Barcelona 3-2. Yet another colourful character did snatch Apoel Nicosia a draw from the penalty spot against Ajax. The legend of The Legends, 34-year-old Gustavo Manduca, was born in Brazil, has an Italian passport and has played in five different countries, including Finland. He must have some fridge magnets. Week two in the Europa League was more about the top dogs than the young Rovers. Inter, Napoli, Fiorentina and Villarreal all won. Ten-man defending champion Sevilla snatched a 2-2 draw at Croatian side Rijeka while Dynamo Moscow's 1-0 win over PSV had a few familiar faces. Former Chelsea wing-back Yuri Zhurkov thumped in the stoppage time winner after the keeper misjudged one-time Blackburn defender Christopher Samba's header. And Tottenham's stalemate with Besiktas was Asteras gain. The team, who were fifth in Greece with a ground the same size as Hartlepool, beat former European Cup runners-up Partizan Belgrade 2-0 to top the group by two points. Their nickname is the Galacticos. This week... They certainly were.
2: Hi, I'm Neil Lennon, and you're listening to The Offside Rule. We get it.
1: These girls know what they're talking about. Lovely to hear from KP there. And remember, you can also go over to the website for KP's latest blog, her Eurobytes. Uh, She's going to give a few more murmurings about the latest football news coming out of Europe. Go to offsiderule-europeanfootball.com for that. Uh, We're going to go the extra mile next. Another great story from this week was that the Champions League tie between CSKA Moscow and Bayern Munich was played behind closed doors. It was as punishment for the racist chants and banners of CSKA supporters against Victoria. Victoria at Pilsen last December. Um, it's a shame that some fans have to suffer off the back of that and for this case it was the Bayern fans but a section of them a good couple of hundred uh, managed to get a prime lookout. They actually rented a room in a tower block. It was like a skyscraper in order not to miss a kick of the ball or the live action. Now isn't that dedication for you? I have to say I took my hat off to those Bayern fans.
2: Do you want a bit of German? It was unheimlich good. That means it was most excellent in German.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you some more about it and and there was a link to one of the players for Bayern Munich who was watching on. I'll give you that link in a second.
3: Watching on from where?
1: Yeah, from from the Tower Block. One of the fans that paid all this money happens to be related to one of the players. But I'll tell you that in just a moment. Uh, What I would like from you both, first of all, before we get to mine, though, is other examples of fans, maybe in the Champions League or Europa League or to do with the clubs, uh, fans that have gone the extra mile. Well, I'm going to talk literal miles. You look this
3: season, you have Tottenham who will be travelling to Serbia, Celtic fans, Austria, Tottenham to Turkey and Greece. And you do have to take your hat off to these fans who will spend the money, take the time off work, take time out from the family if you have one and the kids and whoever else and follow your football team using last season and Newcastle fans as an example, because we're not too far in this season with the Europa League. I'm sure the stories will start to emerge as the weeks go on about the lengths that fans will go to. Uh, But the Toon Army, a couple of friends, Paul and Darren, travelled 15,000 miles in one season and of course, Newcastle being very north in England, travelling up and down the country to see their team play and in Europe. They travelled to Madeira, to Lisbon, to France, not too far, to Belgium, again, nice easy trip. But then they also travelled all the way to Greece, Metalist Kharkiv as well in the Ukraine, and also to Russia to see them play Angie Machiakala. Darren actually says he's self employed, he thinks it costs him £10,000 or thereabouts just to watch the tune. In Europe. I mean that is spectacular. Paul is a financial controller and he'll have to be in good control of his finances to sort this one out. He said, Wherever Newcastle go, I just want to be there. It's as simple as that. He said, I've even been to five or six European games and pre-season friendlies on the continent. I quite like this. He says, I've got a good job. I own my own house. Having understanding employers. And I'm usually able to get time off. He said, not being married helps too. (laughs) So he's single. And this is probably why, because he spends all his time and his heart just has so much love for Newcastle United and their adventures in the Europa League that he just doesn't have time for a woman. But he said, it's been a great experience. He said, most of us agreeing that Ukraine was probably the best trip. He said, nine of us. All mates together travelling out there ended up staying in the team's six-star hotel. He said there was free champagne with breakfast and we drank nine bottles. <laughs> the Ukrainians didn't know what they had let themselves in for. He said Moscow was really difficult and that we had to organise expensive visas as well with very little time after the Metalist
2: match as well. I've got one here from fans who didn't go the extra mile. Well... Basically, Everton had to cancel a supporters trip to Krasnodar, who they, of course, played this week um, because of lack of interest. Unsurprisingly, uh, few fans were itching to make that 4,770-mile round trip on a Thursday night. Yeah, that that would have taken quite a bit of dedication. I'm sure a few fans have gone anyway. Uh, But, yeah, a nice idea, Everton. Uh, Shame it didn't really
1: happen. Well, yeah, let me interject with one uh, for you here. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, let me start with him for one of mine. Um, An Ajax hero, wasn't he? But now at PSG and in the Champions League, he had to go back there. Now, the Ajax fans are renowned for putting extra effort in when it comes to banners um, and just generally being the supporters that they are loud, loud and proud. Um, So this was no surprise that when Zlatan went back, uh, what would the reaction be? It was this one massive banner that read, uh, Welcome back, son of God, is what this banner said. Zlatan probably made it himself <laughs> and paid some people to hold it. It was the type of thing he would do. No, he actually didn't. The Ajax fans were responsible. Um, there were other banners throughout the stadium. What he did do, though, Haley, was he went up to a reporter and he said, Of course it was for me, that banner. Of course. <laughs> Um, So I I quite want, I wanted to put a bit of a word out for Ajax and and for being really good sports as well, because when a player comes back, you don't often receive them well. And we've seen it in the Premier League with Frank Lampard and him being well received um, by Chelsea fans when they were at Manchester City. Another example in Europe of that happening and Ajax being, being very good at it. Talking about going the extra mile, if Spurs
2: have to move to Milton Keynes to get over this renovation of their stadium, the fans really would have to go the extra mile. Um, Think about this, though. Lifelong Spurs fan Gary Lane. He's stumped up 100 quid to give himself what middle name? White Hart Lane. It is White Hart Lane. That won't work so well if they're in Milton Keynes for a while, (laughs) would it? Poor old Gary White Hart Lane.
1: Let's bring it full circle then. I mentioned, didn't I, about the Bayern fans this week who went and rented uh, this skyscraper apartment to to look and overlook the behind-closed-doors match against CSKA Moscow. Um, Well, I wanted to bring that full circle to say that, you know what? Bayern Munich have done the thoroughly decent thing. They've refunded all of that group of fans the money it cost to rent the flat, uh, which included Bastian Schweinsteiger's elder brother, and he was part of the group. So there you go. Um, that's all we've got time for for this match week. A quick mention for the competition because we are giving away a pair of tickets to see Chelsea against Maribor on Tuesday, the 21st of October at Stamford Bridge. Uh, the deadline for you to answer this question um, is midnight on Wednesday, the 15th of October. Name Maribor's ground in Slovenia. The winner will be chosen at random and you can use the hashtag HTC Offside. Uh, remember, you can follow all of our blogs, all of our content at offsiderule-europeanfootball.com and you can also follow us on Twitter at Offside Rule Pod. We've got a Facebook page and make sure you keep an eye out for KP's Eurobytes blog. That will be out too with some more football news from Europe. Thank you very much, girls. Thank you. Au revoir. Merci for listening. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And we'll be back next match week. Bye-bye. <laughs>
0: Terms and conditions for this week's HTC competition are on our website, OffsideRulePodcast.com.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>